1: listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor
2: Scott Show Hour 2. Great to be with you today as we are each and every day from 3 to 5, 3 to 5 p.m. And each and every weekday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. 2557 is the number. Every year there is a Bible app. It's a Uversion app. It's probably the most, well, it's not probably, it is the most popular Bible app that there is. It's a huge. I use it. Lots of people use it. Uh, I'm sure there's other great Bible apps out there, but this one's the biggest one. And one of the things about it is that every year they put out a list of of the top 10 Bible verses that people actually look up or use or share or highlight. You can do all that kind of in the program, right, of this uh, of this app. What would you say is the number one Bible verse of 2023? And I know, you know, what is the verse that has been shared the most or highlighted the most? And I always find this interesting because it changes over time, the verses that people are looking up and sharing the most. Like, would you say that verse is John 3, 16? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Is that it? Is that on the list at all? Is that, you know, are there, what would you say it is, without looking it up, you know, or what would you say the theme of that is? And it's the themes that I think are very interesting. You know, during the COVID years, there was a lot of verses about fear. Like every one of them had to do with how do I deal with fear, right? Because we were suffering with fear. There was so much fear that people had. Um, maybe there's a Bible verse that uh, is not on this list, but it did affect you this year. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Here it is. This is the number one verse shared in the YouVersion Bible app. Probably does millions of people, millions and millions of people globally are on this app. Uh, this is the verse Isaiah forty one ten. Uh, it was bookmarked, shared, highlighted the most by the global community in 2023. That's, that's what it is. Do not fear. So it's fear again, for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. That's the number one verse. That's the number one verse right now. You know, what's interesting to me is that like, that doesn't surprise me that it would be a book about fear. Or, a verse about fear it doesn't surprise me that the number one verse for twenty twenty three is people who are looking for strength and uh, that kind of thing. I think we're living in a time where you know even past the covid this is a this is a challenging time. People are very pessimistic uh about the economy and where it's headed they're very pessimistic about the world and where it's headed. And uh, I think it makes sense at a verse like that. But here's what I thought was interesting. I have a list uh, that I just happen to have. It's from 2014, so just nine years ago. What would you say the top verse was? Uh, the, one of the top verses, this is the most shared verse. Psalm 118:24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it and that's a far cry from what we've what the most shared verse is now great verse totally different attitude right a completely different understanding of you know kind of where the psyche is of global people looking up bible verses it's a verse about praise this is the day that the lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it right it's a it's a encouraging verses verse uh, now the isaiah 41:10 is on the list from 2014 Okay, it's it's number, uh, it's number uh, four. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, uh, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That is uh, number one this year. You know, we are, in a way, this is an amazing time that we live in history because actually the Word of God is more accessible than it's ever been before in the history of mankind because of apps like this one. Everybody has a Bible in their pocket, whether they realize it or not. You know how we encourage people, you know, take your Bible to, to church, or there's take your Bible to school day, take your Bible to work day, and there's different things about carrying your Bible around. And uh, there is something to be said about a print Bible. You know, I whenever I preach, sometimes I'll say, you know, open your Bibles or open your app, you know, to whatever verse is there. And one time, somebody came to me afterward pretty upset that I was saying anything about the app. And her point was, is, hey, you know, people need print Bibles because, you know, one day the app may not be available or people might change, you know, digitally what the uh, Bible actually says. And, uh, you know, what's interesting about that is, yes, you should have a print Bible, but also, you know, we are seeing changes in, you know, uh, famous kids' books and other books today because they're not politically correct and they just digitally change the language. And the authors might be dead, and uh, but you can take classic books today, and without people even knowing it, on the digital book side, you can actually change what it says. And that is happening today uh, for various reasons. And I thought, you know what, this person's right. You should have your print Bible. So I hope that you do. However, I don't think it's bad. I think it's a really great thing that there are Bible apps that you have with you. If you struggle to read your Bible often, you've always got your Bible with you. Take it out. If you're in line at a supermarket, you're in line at uh, a... At, uh, Magic Mountain or someplace, you know, you can read it. You've got all kinds of time to actually read your Bible, and you don't have the excuse of saying I left it at home. You always have it. I think that's a great thing about it, and I think that, and it's in every language that's possible is in there, and every version. So you've got the versions that you like. You can you can compare versions. You can do this and that. Uh, I think that's amazing. And so when you have so many people, you know, what are the Bible verses that people are looking up? I think you get a sense. Uh, not just of what people are feeling, but I also think you have a sense of maybe what the Holy Spirit is doing in a way, you know, leading people. Why are people reading the same verses? I find it interesting that I often find multiple churches in the same parts of town who are either doing the exact same um, sermon series on a book or maybe a different book of the Bible, but a similar subject right? Similar way of talking about it. I think that the Lord works that way. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This is, I just thought this was interesting. Uh, and in a few minutes, we're going to have um, a pastor from uh, Victory Outreach Church in Pomona. That's the church that burned down. And uh, he's going to come on and give us a uh, an update on what's happening down there. We want to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ and the ministries there and also all around us churches are doing so much during this time, so we'll do that in a second. So here's the list of the uh, top 10 Bible verses uh, in the United States, okay? So this is, this is not global, it's the United States, but Isaiah 41.10 is number one, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Number two, Jeremiah 29 11, for surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for your harm, to give you a future with a hope. That's probably not the translation. I don't know what translation they put this down in, but that's what it is. Maybe that's the translation that uh, more people are looking at. Uh, that verse, it's a great verse. It's commonly taken out of context, right? Because, uh, you know, the plans that God has for you, ultimately for you, for sure, is to prosper you through Christ because you will have everlasting life that's what you have to look forward to. Uh that doesn't mean that in this life all of your dreams are going to come true. Yeah, you know, we got to be careful with some of these verses. I know that that verse is probably looked up and passed along for encouragement because you want to know that God has good plans for you, plans for, you know, your welfare, not for harm. The the trouble is is that the context of it is Israel and a much bigger thing going on. And, you know, sometimes God is going to allow harm in our life. We're all going to suffer from harm in our life because of the fallenness of this world, and God's going to use that to the benefit of his kingdom, and you want to look at it that way. Uh, and that might be why the third verse is on here, Romans eight twenty eight we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose, right? That means that when bad things happen, that for people who are called to God's purpose, God can turn that into a good, right? That we all go through horrific things. Uh, some more than others, but God can use that for good, you know, if we trust Him with it. Right? It's for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. And see, and at the end, you do get everlasting life. Like the worst thing, if you're a Christian, the worst thing that's ever gonna happen to you is you will die and go be with Jesus. Right? That's that's pretty good. There's a lot of hope in that, right? And that if I just trust God with my life, my life will be better, or God will use the difficulties in my life to work them out for the good. And in the end, the good is I get everlasting life, and I get redeemed, and I get everything I lost back, and I get perfection. All of that's good. And I think that probably those things work together. But what do you think is is going on here where you have do not fear? We've been seeing that as the top one for at least since uh, 2020. We are wondering about what God's plan is. We know that all things work together for the good. Here's the next one. And I was encouraged that this was on the list, Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Um, you know, I don't think that's been on the list of ones that I've I've looked at before. It's not on the list of 10 years ago. Here's, you know, 10 years ago, the the top five were 1 Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up. That's 5. Uh, the Isaiah one again, Matthew 7, 7, Ask it, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Probably that's out of context in a lot of people's minds. Isaiah forty thirty one. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And number one 2014 was... Uh, Psalm one eighteen twenty four. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, when you read all of those, there's some fear, but a lot of it is getting right before God and praising God. That there was a little more, I don't know, security. Maybe people felt there's always troubling things that happen in our life, and most of the verses that we probably send other people are for encouragement during difficult times. And I think that's why you see a lot of these verses. But the theme is definitely different in 10 years from where we are. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 528 2557 if you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. Maybe there's a Bible verse, a scripture passage that encourage you in particular this year that's not on this list, but you want to share it. Or maybe one that is on the list, uh, but uh, you have a reason for it, 888-528-2557. Uh, and I thought this list is interesting just to get a sense of where we are. Matt, uh, Joshua 1 9, I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Uh, Philippians 4 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You know that is a great verse to keep in mind for all of us because there is so many things today that are not true that we are hit with so hard in the media and you know and whatever it is we're watching probably in in on television or social media whatever is honorable how many honorable things are you interacting with on a regular basis and thinking about uh whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is pleasing whatever is commendable uh, if there is anything of excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. See, I think that what we're seeing in these verses are people seeking solid ground and a foundation. And I think that's where we are. I think there is a reason that these are the verses that are the top verses on the U version. Uh, Bible app. Millions and millions of people use that app. So this is the by far the most popular Bible app. I'm not sitting here endorsing it if there's some other app that you like, but this one is the one that most people use, and that's why this list is profound. You know, First uh, Peter 5, 7 is the seventh most common verse shared. Um, Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I think people deal with a lot of anxiety. This is an era that we're living in where you know, we have a lot of uncertainty, a lot of more anxiety maybe than uh, is usual. Philippians four thirteen. that one's typically unless on I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Uh, you know what? It's a lot of these verses you got to put in the right context. You know, God's not going to strengthen you to do bad things. All right. Uh, but he is going to strengthen you to do the things that he has called you for in life. Second Timothy one seven for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self discipline and then number ten was John three sixteen. I think that these verses tell us something about who we are as a culture right now we 're still dealing with fear, but most of these have to do with getting up and doing what we need to do and cutting through so much of the negativity and the pressures that everybody's facing. And as Christians, I think that what we are sensing, if I were to take a look at this and say, why are these verses what the Holy Spirit is leading us to look up as a culture so often? I think it's because we have a sense that things are getting more difficult, that we're going to have to work harder to um, interact in the culture, that we're gonna have anxiety, that we're gonna need strength, that we're going to not, you know, for God to not give us a spirit of cowardice. You know, we live in a time when you got to speak up. You can't really ignore what's going on. Where you you cannot be a person who is looking at the world and go, ah, it'll probably get better. Because it's not. And there's an awful lot of things teetering right now. Um, and I think, I think people are feeling it. What do you think? 888-528-2557. And what is a verse that maybe was influential for your life in 2023? 888-528-2557. Robert in Huntington Beach. Welcome to the past discussion. Hi, Robert. Oh, did we lose Robert? Oh, Robert. He was going to do, let's see if I remember it. It was on the list. Romans 12 uh, 21 is what Robert was going to say. You can call back Robert. Uh, do not, that's probably Robert. I'm going to let Robert uh, speak to that here in, in a second there. Uh, his call dropped right when we, we picked it up. Is that, uh, is that Robert? I got Jared on the, uh, on the phones today. Maybe that's not going to be him. We will see. Uh, oh, yep, that's him. So I'm going to go ahead and, all right, Robert, are you there?
3: Yep, I'm here.
2: Uh, go ahead, Robert. Welcome to the Pastor Scott show
3: yeah so uh so one of my favorite life verses is romans twelve twenty one yeah and it yeah. says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good
2: that's such a great I, great verse. Why is that important to you
3: you know I've always felt like that's that's one of one of God's little sound bites to his believers in 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 telling us how we're to live and how we're to be like he is a God that brings good out of everything and I mean, you can apply it to, to just all parts of your life. You can use that verse to encourage you to, to make a friend out of an enemy. Yeah. You can apply it to all the evil that we come across in life and how to just look, look for ways to, to make good of it, how to help the down and out, help the needy, help the poor. Um, we all feel overcome by evil at one time or another, every one of us, overcome by evil. And it's just it, it's an encouraging way to really think about, okay, you know, if I'm God's child and I'm a Christian, like a little Christ, a little, you know, one of God's followers, how can I bring good out of a situation?
2: You know, in, in this time, we don't do enough of that. You know, we spend a lot of time uh, fighting evil or complaining about evil, but not spending enough time doing good to, com- to combat that evil. And it makes a yeah. it, it makes a huge a huge difference, uh, Robert. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's a that is a great a great verse. You know who's been uh, making some progress with that? Uh, maybe we'll talk to him sometime next year. You know who Kirk Cameron is, and you know a lot of people are speaking out, and they need to be speaking out about. Uh, kids' books that are basically pornographic, right? And the stuff that's in the schools and the stuff that's in kids' sections of libraries, those kinds of things. And you need to speak out about that. You need to speak out about that evil. It's important. Uh, It's not a left and right thing. This is something that is a a terrible thing that's happening uh, for our little kids. However, something that he's doing that I find interesting is he said, you know, it's not enough to just speak up. It's that you need to also do positive things. So he's going into libraries, libraries where they're typically having like the drag queen story hour. We get a bunch of little kids who uh, hear somebody read a children's book or something from some drag queen, which is happening all over the place. It's happening all over the place, you know, and everybody's up in arms about that. Rightly so. However, maybe more than that, the way to, to address that is to make sure that you're having more wholesome things ha- being read at the libraries. And, you know, kids show up for that and that's something that he's been doing. I would encourage people to to do that, to say, you know what, I can do a reading time and go find a, you know a really uplifting book, a bible book or a really a book with a really good message for kids and you know go and represent somebody who is reasonable and somebody who wants the best for the kids in that way. I think that would make a significant difference. And that's part of it. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Get out there and do good. Do do generous things. Do things that isn't just complaining about evil or fighting the evil, but also working really hard to put good back into the world. Because I think what what happens is when people see some evil path is the only way or the right way or become something that's funny or something that people decide, well, eh, it just doesn't matter that much, but everybody knows it really does, but nobody knows what to do about it well, what to do is not just to speak out, but what to do is to then perform what is actually good. Like show people, no, this is good. This is good for your kids. This is something that is good for the culture. This is something that is positive. We used to say things like wholesome, you know, and those kinds of things, you know, maybe those things get mocked in our society, you know, on some level, but I think on a personal level, I think with most people, with most parents, when it comes to kids, or uh, I think with most of us in our heart, we do want to live in a world that is civilized, where people actually do care for each other and where things are very positive, where things are good. I think in our heart of hearts, we actually do know what is the difference between good and evil. I think we do. And doing that good is, is the right response. All right, Uh, when we come back, we are going to have the pastor from uh, Victory Outreach Church in Pomona join us to talk about uh, what happened there at his church, and then if we have time, we'll get to some more calls on uh, this subject or something else. Pastor Scott Show will be right back as the Tuesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned.
1: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show.
4: It really is heartbreaking. And just a couple minutes ago, I got a chance to talk to the pastor of Victory Outreach Church here. And he's telling me that he just wants the community to keep his whole church community in their prayers today after what they're seeing here at this fire. And what's really heartbreaking is tonight they had a toy drive and also a Christmas play planned. About 500 toys in there burned in that fire that they're planning to give away to kids in need today.
2: That was a news report. Yesterday, we talked about the church at Victory Outreach Pomona, the church burned down Sunday morning, and I want to give you an update on that. You can learn more about it at kkla.com. Just click on the link there. And with me is the pastor of Victory Outreach Pomona Church, Pastor Robert Garcia. Pastor, thanks for being with me today on The Pastor Scott Show.
5: Thank you, Pastor Scott. God bless you. It's good to be on the show with you.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, uh, well, we're glad to have you, and we're so sorry about what happened uh, Sunday uh, to your church. If people uh, aren't aware of the story, church caught fire, and uh, it's a total loss. It burned down.
5: Yeah, it was a tough weekend to say the least. Uh, got a call at three in the morning, and uh, they said that you know right away the church is on fire and it's bad. So, you know, what you do in the morning when you wake up at 3 a.m., get your wife and try to get over there. Yeah. By the time we got there, there was, you know, some smoke and, you know, long story short, the captain said, you know, we we thought we had it. It looked like they had it for a little bit. And he says, we made a good charge at it, Pastor. He said, "Um," but when he got in there and he took his camera in there and then they they cut, cut open the roof and he looked up in the attic and all of a sudden he saw these flames and he said they just began to just run through the whole attic. And uh, they had to get out. And uh, shortly after that, we realized it was going to be a total loss. And uh, but still, we watched it literally burn for hours. Mm. I mean, I was like, wow, you don't realize how you know big the building is or how much. And it just burned and burned. They had five uh, tall ladders just dumping water on it for hours. And the flames were just like they didn't care. They yeah. just kept burning. You know, and then they've ultimately demolished it and even brought the bulldozers.
2: Well, I can't imagine uh, having to stand there and watch that you know it's a it's a heartbreaking thing, and I know people have lost their homes and they've had to do that and yeah. and other things and you know for many people, you know we'll talk about this in a minute part of what's inspiring about your response and many who are part of your church is the church is not a building we know that it's not an address. Um, but there is something that's very meaningful and sentimental about the space where you choose yeah. to gather.
5: Yeah, correct. It's like I, I think about it like us when, you know, we know that this is just our body's a tent. But yet when you pass away, that body was precious, right? Yeah. You know, the, the loved ones hold it and care for it. So we know that it's just the building. And one of the congregants said, Pastor, at the end of the day, the building's going to be burned down, but the church is still going to be standing and it's true. But, you know, as you're there, you're thinking of all the memories, mm. how hard you work too to make it a beautiful church. We had a beautiful church it was so, so beautiful. And so you think of all the special memories and moments, the presence of God just filling that place and the brokenness. But uh, we know that we're going to be able to experience that once again there, you know. In, yeah. a, in a new building, new built-up building.
2: Yeah, you were going to have a toy drive, and part of the fire burned. Did I read correctly? Five hundred toys had already been uh, yeah. uh, registered was, for for your community.
5: Correct. We had um, we do every year. We have an outreach. This year, we're going to do a real special. We had the, the kids had worked on a production uh, for months. Actually, this time, my wife spearheaded it. So you know, you're you're doing that. And you're you're doing a, a, a production with kids it's pretty stressful. So the house has yeah. been crazy. All my kids were in it mm-hmm. and uh, they had practice all day. We were going to do two showings and then outside we were going to have game booths, uh, food booths. We were gonna, we had a train, we had uh, rented a train and the train was going to take kids around, you know, and all that. And we had, was some I think it was one of the best uh, turnouts of toys we had. And we had all staged up, ready to go about 500 at least toys. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, they were all in there, and, uh, and, and it burned down. So, yeah. you know, when well, my when my kids, well, when my kids, it was kind of hard because they weren't there at the beginning, but they brought them a little later, but the church was still kind of burning. And, um, oh, man, when they came, my daughter, I have a 12-year-old boy, 10-year-old girl, 6-year-old hmm. uh, girl, and then I have an older son as well. But when they seen it, they were just randomly, and they were in tears because that's yeah. their life, you know? And, uh, and I thought of all the kids when they wake up this morning and find out the church burned, how heartbroken they were going to be. So oh, it's a lot, you know. A lot. Everyone gets felt, feels it.
2: Yeah, that is a lot. And I think it's interesting how kids feel it maybe more than you'd think. It's, yeah. it's a special place for them. It's their church. It's where they're getting to know God.
5: Yeah. Right? But I'm glad, you know, that in the end I was like, at first I was mixed, like about them seeing it. Yeah. But then later in the day I was talking to our, our founder. He called us and he was encouraging us. And we were talking with him even about, you know, the future. And we were talking about, like, what we're doing and, and just kind of like how we're going to rebuild. And so my kids were in the car. I'm like, be quiet. I'm going to be on the phone. And um, they were able to hear about a new church in the future. And so they were able to experience that process, like, from tragedy to, like, wait a minute, there's a future.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And then after I hung up, they're like, oh, dads, so we're going to get a new church. And, you know. So it shifted. So I was glad that they were able to see that, you know, you feel the pain. But at the end, you know, there's hope we're not going to give up.
2: That's right. Uh, you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show, and my guest is Pastor Robert Garcia. He's the pastor of Victory Outreach Church in Pomona, and you've probably seen on, I think, all the news stations, the the church building burned down on Sunday, and uh, it is a difficult story, obviously, but nobody got hurt, right? There was no injuries, no death.
5: Yeah, uh, no, no one was was So the firemen, that, none of the firemen injured.
2: That's good. You had the toy drive. So what did you do? So you couldn't do the toy drive, but you still yeah. had an event uh, that Sunday night. How did that go?
5: Yeah. So, you know, we're there, um, captain, you know, the fire department, he comes out, he tells me, you know, I don't know if they told you yet They're bring the bulldozers, this and that. Mm. Then a little bit after that, he says, so, uh, he was, um, for LA County fire, I can't remember his name, but he said, pastor, you know, I know you were going to have the toy drive, um, and all the toys burned. He's like, but whatever you think, he says, if you want to, um, you know, I just feel like, Maybe we could do something," he said, "and, and we'll bring toys." He says, I, "I, I know you had 500 toys. We could bring 500 toys." Wow. And uh, I just kind of like was because at first I was like thinking I'm gonna do, I was thinking I'm gonna do something later in the week. Is what I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, well, let me get some toys and then we'll still do something. And. Um, and is that he, what
2: they did? That they bring all the toys.
5: So, them and. T- a whole bunch of other people brought toys. So it's like all these people brought, I mean, I had people from Victorville bringing toys, Wow, just so many people from everywhere bringing toys. And we were so all day, we had people like just literally the church is burning, smoke, getting demolished. And at the same time, we're already starting to get that because it's a parking lot across the street. And we're got that start getting that whole area ready. So anyway, when I was having the conversation there, and I looked around, I says, "Okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it tonight." Because I thought all these people that knew about it, that were going to come, I'm sure they're going to hear the church burn. But like, let let's just do it. Let's do it. And and then, man, um, the, the 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 decision to do that, I just I was not expecting. Yeah.
2: And so you were still able to bless the community and bless all those kids with the toys and maybe yeah, even we more. Had, yeah.
5: Oh, we had a line around for, I mean, forever. Wow. It must've been about 700, 800, something like that. And we just gave toys out for a couple hours.
2: Wow. You know, there's a lesson that we can't miss with that is that the church is not the building as important as our buildings are to us, right. And meaningful as right. they are, it's just a tool at the end of the day.
5: Correct. And, you know, that was a part of what was so overwhelming and yeah. encouraging. You don't realize it because you're doing the work of the Lord. You're, you're there faithfully doing it but you didn't realize in moments like this you see how many people have been watching and how important the church is to the community and everybody just
1: just... that was too loud
2: hold on i got something uh, go ahead yeah go ahead
5: Okay. okay yeah so since 1981 we've been there and um everybody knows our church you know, the mayor, everybody support all the churches around. A lot of times they say, man, pastor, we appreciate you guys so much. You do what we can't do. Like even other churches, you know, because like uh, we just have a, uh, sometimes it's places where other people might not want to go that we just feel compelled to go, That's right. you know? And it's like, but we're out there all the time. And they know us and they see us out there ministering or sharing, you know, just the good news. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was like, that's what really really impacted and you don't realize how to us it's like okay we're being positive and people are saying something good's going to come out of this
0: yeah
2: and
5: to me it might be like okay yeah it's it's big but it it, I'm, i'm a little more used to that kind of response but everybody that saw that on the news they might not they might be like what in the world like these people are out there singing they're clapping they're like the churches behind them burning like still yeah you know they're going to have a toy drive like they're going to and that's they, one thing to serve, but to serve in the storm, you know.
2: Yeah, and I think that was so important for everybody to see, and uh, and that's what happens with a lot of churches. You know, usually if something negative happens, it makes all the news, right? Yeah. Uh, and of course, a fire makes the news, but then for what yeah. this does is it opens up the door to people really seeing what the church is and what it can be. Pastor, we just have a, a few seconds left here. Uh, how can yeah. people help? What are the What are the ways that they can help? Your church. Well,
5: you know, we do have a GoFundMe, Victor Average Pomona GoFundMe page. And then I believe there on, on your page as well, there's different ways where they could contribute. You know, we've been just so blessed with the response. Like I said, there's been different uh, pastors and churches, that, even other people that have offered their facilities. But we lost everything, Pastor. We yeah. lost everything. We had our LED wall. That thing there was, you know, $30,000 just for that. All of our sound equipment, all the instruments, everything, yeah. everything, gone. Yeah.
2: Well, we are so grateful that uh, your ministry is continuing. And you said uh, in the interview that, you know, there's a process to go through and it'll be hard yeah. and uh, heartbreaking. But the ministry continues and God's going to do great things uh, with you and with Victory Outreach. Um, Let me pray for you real quick and then we got to go to a break. God, I thank you for Pastor Garcia. I pray that you would bless him and his family, his kids, his wife, uh, and then everybody in this church. And I pray that this would be something that inspires them in their faith where you inspire them to realize that uh, the building isn't the church, it's them. And we're thankful that the community stepped up and that the testimony of Christ and what the church can do is so rich right now in uh, this community in Pomona. We pray that everything goes well with the rebuild and everything else. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, amen. Pastor, thanks for being with us on the Pastor Scott Show today.
5: Thank you, Pastor Scott. Appreciate it. God bless you.
2: We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned
1: Welcome back, everybody.
2: Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. And uh, we were talking about, you know, we got New Year's coming up. And one of the things that uh, you do is you reflect on the year. And earlier we were talking about the number one verse that on the YouVersion app, which is by far the biggest Bible app, that was looked up this year and how it's different every year. And I think it says something about who we are as a people, what people are looking up, what, maybe what the spirit is revealing with us. The number one verse is Isaiah 41, 10, Forty one ten says, so do not fear for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And we talked about a lot of the verses that people are sharing with each other and highlighting and I think that part of the idea is that we feel like we need some courage, and we there's a little bit of fear. This one's number one, so do not fear, uh, and fear has been the dominant thing the last few years, but I think that the dominant concern that people have, people looking at Bible verses, the encouragement that they're looking for is how to make it through hard times and how to stand up for what is right, how to have courage in their faith. That seems to be the theme. We talked about that earlier, so I won't go through all of that, um, But I had a couple of thoughts on it, and I want to get to uh, Isaac, who's been uh, gracious enough to hold on. Isaac, you still there? Well, maybe he's not so gracious to hold on. Oh, oh, there you are. (laughs) Probably. How are you, Isaac? You there?
6: Yeah, I was nodding off.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Isaac, uh, you had a comment on uh, Isaiah 4110 that you wanted to share.
6: Yeah, today I was reading uh, for a movie called The Pastor Who Sat By The Door. And I told the, the writer, I said, this movie is great, I said, uh, because uh, it says that Jesus Christ is the only way. And the writer didn't realize what she had written. She got mad at me, and uh, two other people there, the Muslims, all got mad at me and told me I was crazy. And then, um, But the movie is saying that Jesus is Lord, but she didn't believe that, even though she wrote it. So the Lord gave me Isaiah 4110 when I turned on the, the radio, because he gave me that once before when I was on the movie set. So, I just wanted to. So, they it. they were
2: writing, what was the name of it? The Pastor at the Door?
6: The Pastor Who Sat By the Door. It's a true story of a pastor. He's got a church in here in LA. It hasn't been uh, a, a shot yet. We were reading for it different characters. And I said, This is great because the movie says Jesus Christ is the only way. And everybody got mad at me.
2: Oh, well. <laughs> you know, it's odd that they would make that movie and not know what it means.
6: Yeah. But. Uh... I had a demon in me. <laughs> well, they said the same thing in Jesus.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I think that part of it—thank you for calling Isaac and for holding on all that time. I think that that's part of what we're saying is that this is an odd time. This is a time of confusion. This is a time where, you know, I think when you when you take a look at what's happening in our culture, we shouldn't be surprised by it, number one. Number two, um, we should realize that maybe we have better clarity on how important our, our mission is to— share the gospel, that the true living God is standing by the door and knocking, that this is something that if you read your Bible, if you understand your Bible, then you look at the news today, nothing's confusing. Nothing is shocking. It's all playing out just as the Bible says it's going to play out. And, uh, you know, we have been looking at the scripture, and uh, we just had Pastor Garcia on from Victory Outreach Church and the church burned down. You know, I'm so encouraged that people get a look at the work that church does to really be with people, that we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And look how that happened. You know, the church burns down, it burned 500 toys that were going to be given out, but uh, they ended up giving out more toys, it sounds like than was going to happen before because people chipped in in the community and came by. And that says that the church is loved in that community. That, you know, don't be dissuaded by negative things that are in the press about the church. Um, You should be against church, you know, be against sin that is done in church or especially in the name of the church. That happens, right? And that's going to make all the news. And it's embarrassing for all of us, right? I used to get phone calls as pastor. About bad things happening in churches that weren't even in the state, but it made the national news for some reason, and people would call and cuss me out about it, and I had zero to do with it. Our church had nothing to do with it, our community had nothing to do with it. but it affects things right the The reputation that the church has, though, with most people on individual level, when you are serving your community, when you care for people, is amazing, and historically speaking, the reason that the church continues to grow. The reason that Jesus' church is in every country of the world, the reason that Jesus' church grows faster in countries where it is openly persecuted than it does in countries where there is some freedom is because what happens is, is that church people realize that they are the church and that when you serve people, when you love people in the name of Christ, when you are not just somebody who goes to a church somewhere and you're in a kind of religious routine of it, but when it actually means something, that the impact can uh, not be understated. That in world history, when there have been difficult times, it's the Christians who run into the flames, who run into the terrible parts of the world. It's the Christians who continue to serve even in times of danger. I was reading a story yesterday about Christians who are in Gaza right now who could have gone to safer places or gotten out or done other things, and yet they chose to stay, and it's dangerous because they're in a church building, and church buildings uh, are not always safe in this situation. And they've chosen to stay because there's an opportunity for the gospel. Or likewise, there are a lot of Christians who chose to stay in Afghanistan uh, after that whole thing a couple of years ago. And I think it means something. Uh, it it means something, obviously, to the people who are there. And it says something very serious about the faith. We're not all called you know, to be in a area of war or physical danger, but some of us are. And the rest of us who aren't called to that we're called to pray for those brothers and sisters in Christ who are in that situation. And the victory that the gospel has in people's lives, and that has impacted over the centuries, entire cultures, it's because the Christians stay in the hard areas. And have Christians always done that? Have every Christian done that? No, but there have been, it's usually the Christians who are first to realize that that's what needs to be done. And that's the impact. And you know, I don't know where the world is going today, where the culture is going today, but I'll tell you what, I don't think it's going to get easier for Christians. And and by easier, I mean, uh, it might actually be easier, us, easier for us to live out our faith, to be honest with you. If there's more persecution, if there's more um, people who don't like you because you're a Christian, as Jesus said, I actually think it's easier to live out your faith when that's happening. I think it's harder when everybody's fine with everything, right? It's, it's, There will be—that's why the church grows so fast in countries where the church is persecuted. It's because you don't have time to argue about the color of the carpet, and you don't have time to deal with, you know, things that are, you know, really not important or less important. You deal with the main things, and that's what we're called to do all the time. 888-528-2557. Tricia in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor. Thank
4: you for taking my call. You're welcome, Um, Tricia. Yes, think you know on your topic on uh, just just now, where you know we have to see a real faith being lived out, um, especially because we see a darkness you know coming about but um I wanted to share this verse, so this particular verse actually saved one of my best friend's lives because she was suicidal, and uh, she prayed a prayer, you know in her desperateness, and then just. I don't know if it was weeks or days, but somebody actually shared with her the truth of the, you know, the gospel. And uh, it's uh, Psalm 2713, and this is in the NSAB version, and it reads, I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hmm. And I think that just goes to what you're saying. You know, we need to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Just now, we know... At such a time as this, um, yeah. I just wanted to share that it, it just—it's one of my, you know, it saved one of my best friends' lives, and I think it is just so um, applicable for today.
2: So when she read that, she must have uh, understood that there is the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living; that there is something worth living for.
4: Yes. Well, it actually came to her, you know, like a couple years later at a retreat, but she knew that that's what
2: had mm. happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent pass. The verse after that is wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes. Wait for the Lord, which I think, you know, in our dark times, when we see that dark cloud coming, the Lord's not missing, you know, he's there. And sometimes he just doesn't do what he is going to do on our schedules, but he is always with us. Yes, praise yeah. God for that. Yeah, Tricia, thanks for Thank calling you, the God. Pastor Scott Show. Such good stuff, uh, ladies and gentlemen, today. And, uh, you know, make sure that you're in your Word, Word of God, because there's, there's stuff coming. That dark cloud that maybe she mentioned, I think that there's, there are things coming that are going to challenge us in our faith, and that isn't necessarily bad. Maybe we need to be challenged in some ways, and but the challenge needs to be something that brings us back to repentance to the Word of God and what it actually says, and realizing that the Lord is our hope, that the Lord has a plan, that His plan is the salvation of the world. That's what He wants, His people to come to Christ, and we have been given this great endeavor of making disciples of Christ and doing that, and that involves getting out of our walls of our church. That involves something more than a couple hours on a Sunday morning, and uh sitting and, and there's some good good things i love going to church and i love singing the songs and i want to be in a church where people sing and i want to go and i want to hear the word of god preached but there needs to be more than that it can't be just you know i got 170 uh what 175 other hours during the week uh to live for the lord that's the great adventure and i want to encourage you to do that be in the word of god and uh stay tuned with that this is the pastor scott show we are uh, you can get the Pastor Scott Show podcast by looking for the Pastor Scott Show wherever you get your podcasts. Just click subscribe. You can send it to a friend. We're also on kkla.com. If you want to watch the video version of this, you can do that. And uh, we're there just about every day at kkla.com. And you can follow me on social media at Pastor Scott Show on X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pastor Scott Show. Look for us at Pastor Scott Show. Everybody have a great night, drive safely, and we will see you again tomorrow from three to five on the Pastor
0: Scott Show. Good night.
2: God bless. See you
0: tomorrow.